When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you now tuned into the motherfucking personal party podcast. Chip, chip. I'm sorry, I had to the, the uh, smoke. I thought my, the cough was going to take you out. I was like, <laughs> yes. I tried. Yes. My fault. Always caught the, uh, don't my fault me, man. You know Always caught by the wackest ad lib in the game. Now Always we need that for Rob. It's a what, classic. the wackest ad lib in the game? We need that. Oh, my God. That's what you named it. That's Jesus. not what the people say. Man, whatever. Look, man, today we got more family, man. It's the family reunion, you know what I mean? I got one of my favorite journalists, favorite writers, somebody that, you know, me coming up in, in, this, in this game, you know, wanting, wanting the stamp of approval from the people that's respected that can make the needle move. This was one of the guys that I, I, I yearned from, for that respect from. Also, this is the guy that gave me my first magazine write-up. Mm. Gotta let the air horns off for that. Show improved, double XL. You know what I mean? Been, been riding with me since from day one. You know what I mean? Also, a great MC. I knew him since BK Scythe. You know what I mean? I knew him since BK Scythe. You know what I mean? Y'all know Rob Markman. But yeah, I gave it away. I got the motherfucking legendary Rob Markman in this motherfucker, man. Hey, hey. How, how the tables have turned. How I the smoke. tables have <laughs> turned, bro. Listen. Man. Listen. Honored to have you here, bro. Nah, man. Th- thank you for having me, man. I've been watching what you were doing. Um, You know, some legendary episodes already. At the, you and Facts. Um, you know, I saw you and B-Dot recently. Um. Just the room, just being in this room kind of feels like, this feels like everything that we dreamed about when we was kids and, and like actually like living and actualizing and manifesting that is dope, man. So I'm just happy to be here, bro. Man, I'm happy to have you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, you, you was, um, you've been on our whiteboard to get on since last year. Yeah. Now, you know, I, my personal thing was I got to build this thing up just so I can approach... <laughs> The people that you know that that could really that really mean something to come up here, and I feel like you know we laid that groundwork, and I'm like, I bet now I can hit Rob up. Now, now I got I got my shit together, but um, I, please don't just jump into his career. Right. I was I was looking at you. What, oh, what you oh, mean? Nah, don't nah, jump I thought into... you was about to jump into his career. Like I want to know where he's from. I know how he was raised. I, see, the people don't know. I read up on it. I know <clears throat> the people don't. So can we give them Rob Marksman? Go ahead, Sean. Let's How you go. grew up, Rob? 
Um, Flatbush, Brooklyn. Talk. Yeah. Um, I knew that, though. St. Paul's and Crook. Um, the block. Um, you know, I grew up good. You know, it was a rough neighborhood. But, um, you know, we, we didn't do without, man. Like, my, my parents held it down. Both my, you know, my dad just, I, I think I get my work ethic from him. I just, mm-hmm. just watched him work so hard. Um... So, you know, we, we actually had, like... What did your parents a do good growing life. up, if you don't mind talking? My mom was... She worked in education a little bit. She was mostly a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she she worked when she had to or when she felt like she needed to just to have something for herself this was that as, era. like, teacher assistant mm-hmm. or something like that. But for the most part, my mom was a, was a stay-at-home mom, and she, she used to babysit for all the other kids in the neighborhood. So my crib was kind of, like, the spot where, you know, like... It was just always a bunch of kids, Copy. you know what I'm saying. Plus, <clears throat> plus my brothers and sisters, and then my dad was a, um, he worked in the labor unions to help organize um, labor for different. I think PEF was one of them, and then 32BJ he worked for for a while, and then he had a second job in the hospital in Staten Island as like a drug counselor mm. and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, you know they 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 held it down though, and it was funny because my pops worked two jobs, but he was like always there. Like I I, I I marvel at it. Like I used to come home, he used to walk us to the bus stop in the morning, and then get home around four or five o'clock. We eat dinner, and then he'd take us to the park and play basketball and teach us how to shoot hoops That's or dope. take us to the comic store. Like my dad was always like super present, and now that I got kids, I'm just like, how did he do that? Hmm. You know what I mean? It was crazy, That's but yeah, yeah. But, Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> Puerto Rican on my mom's side, but my mom is is black. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who don't recognize yeah. the blackness. Talk about, it. Talk about it. Within Latinos, I think in New York we get it because we Talk see it. it. So my whole family is black. Like mm-hmm. I'm like the lightest. One. Yeah. So on my mother's side, but Puerto Rican. You know, what I'm saying culturally Puerto Rican. So grew up in the house with Spanish. Um, the arroz con pollo. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The the salsa and, and, and all of that, shit, and um, and then my dad is white, so my dad is Jewish. His family's from the Ukraine, oh, that's actually. A twist. Oh, shit. I so never yeah, knew that. that's a twist. So that's where the name Walkman comes from. Oh. Um, so but you know, like we, we were kind of raised to just choose our own path. I think Puerto Rican was like the dominant culture, like Latin culture was the dominant culture in the house. So so like I tend. Like, I've never really been to a synagogue. I didn't have a bar mitzvah. Like, though the Jewish rites of passage, I mm-hmm. never kind of been through. And, and, and then when I got to choose, they let me choose my own religion. You know, they just kind of left it up to us. And That's so, good. you know, I was baptized Catholic. So, you know, it was a mix of stuff in the house. But, um, and then Flatbush, Brooklyn, and then being outside, my first parties were house parties, like bashments, like like mm-hmm. reggae parties, mm-hmm. dance right, hall right, parties. Right, like, right. they didn't even play hip-hop on my block. Right. In the 80s, you Flatbush know, for the is most like part. Yeah. Jamaica. That's yeah. the Caribbean. A lot of Jamaicans, a lot of Haitians. Yeah. Um, so it was dope. So inside the house, we had one experience. And then when, when, when we left that stoop, you know, it, it was the 80s. It was That's the 90s. It, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was a time. What school you went to? Um, I went to PS 189 from kindergarten to eight. And then um, I passed the test and by five points, and I ended up in Brooklyn Tech to go to high school. You went to Brooklyn Tech? I went Tech to Brooklyn Tech. Tech. That's crazy. It, it, it was out of that, because I remember I tried to get into tomorrow. I tried to get into all these different schools, and my grades just wasn't there. I passed the test again to Brooklyn Tech. It was out of that, or they wasn't going to send me to E. Hall, to Erasmus. Nah, so I ended up passing the test. Right. I didn't want to go to Erasmus. Bush. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to go to Erasmus, because I, I, I knew. Yeah, that's... It wasn't going to work out for me. It was just too close to home. It was too close to everything. That was kind of a bad influence for me. 
Yeah, I, I had two friends that went to Brooklyn Tech. I feel mm. um, curtains and numbers. Word. Okay. Oh yeah. Numbers went to Brooklyn Tech. Numbers yeah. went to Brooklyn Tech. They, you that's how smart nigga again. You know, funny shit. Curtains introduced me to numbers. I feel like. Oh, that's why wow. that I ain't know. Yeah, yeah curtains. Curtains are ill. I ain't yeah. seen curtains in years, man. I met, yo, funny. Up. I seen curtains. I want to say maybe last month, walking around in Soho. Me, I'm walking one way. He's walking one way, and we, and it was just like, oh shit, we walked in the Prada store and just walked around talking shit. But shout out to curtains. Shout out curtains, yeah, man. Curtains, shout out numbers too. And shout out to numbers too. Uh, shit, I, I need to hit numbers. I ain't yeah. checking in a minute. Cause I, I remember you from from smoking number smoking days. Number days. Running yeah. around J Hatch. Yeah. Showcases. Yeah. Saying I was running around with my man Shake. Oh, shout out to Jay Hatch too. I mm-hmm. know he's going through some health issues right now, oh, so man, we wish you well, well, brother. Yeah, word, word, word. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's good that you stopped me with the foundation. Usually, you know, I, I go right into my shit because I be knowing. So I guess you've been doing your homework and shit. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to cover before I get into? We'll my get shit? into it. Go ahead and handle your business, <laughs> okay, man. Okay, cool. I'm just you know. I be nah. You be on your MC. They said jump. What? Jump straight into what he's cool. Right, right, right. I'm saying like, yo, we they don't know. Nah, in my nah, nah okay, that, that, that's, 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 that's good too, because I know a lot of people, it'd be funny, I'd, I'd be seeing just a lot of people debating on what my background is, like, because it's just so ambiguous, the last name is Markman, I look Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying, I'm half black in that mm-hmm. regard, and like, people just don't know what box to put me in, and I see a little social media, a lot of people speculate, and it drive people crazy, and a lot of times I don't say nothing, I just be like, man, let you drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. trying to, I know who I am, you know what I'm saying, right. so... Ain't from Flatbush. Yeah, so the bushes. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah. Legit, right? So, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, you started out as an MC before you started putting the pen to the paper on some journalist shit. Yeah, aspiring. I thought that was gonna be my path. I always wanted to be um, an artist. I knew I wanted to be in music. Just growing up. Again, my mom was the type who went to the record store. I won't say every week. She wasn't that, but like once or twice a month and come home with a bunch of records. Um, you know, my, my family, my grandmother's brother is is a famous Latin jazz musician by the name of Willie Bobo. Mm, so, you know, the, yeah. we used to have him hanging up, you know what I'm saying? Like his picture, he died when I was young, but his records always played in the house. His pictures always hung in the house. And then his son, Eric Bobo, is a member of Cypress Hill. So that's my cousin. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's my cousin. So... That's crazy. It, it always there was always kind of music within the family, and it always kind of you know just felt really close. So that's what I wanted to do. So I started. I wrote my first rhyme when I was twelve. You know, by the time I'm, um, you don't remember thirteen, fourteen. It, <laughs> nah. I always act. Nah, that. yeah, I, 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 I can't. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember it. But yeah. thirteen, fourteen, then then it moves to start battling when I'm in high school, battling people at lunch. Then starting to battle people, you know, venturing outside your hood, venturing outside your school, battling in front of Fat Beats, inside of Fat Beats, back when Wetlands, they used to have battles. Shout out to the Wetlands. Yeah, I was in know, the Wetlands you know what a lot. Little mm-hmm, this is like 2000. Mm-hmm. So um, my first studio session ever, I'm still in high school, playing Pat. What Plain Pat has my demo, my first demo. Wow. I had um, Ferris Bueller over here the other day. That's wow. so crazy you said Plain yeah, Pat. Yeah, Plain Pat. And this is before... And you know he he took off and um, you know good music and Kanye and all that um mm-hmm. so and every time I I speak to Pat which is not even often we not even like 
we just kind of lost touch. But he'd be like, I still got that tape. I'm just waiting for the right time to release it. And I, I, pray, <laughs> I pray that he never put that shit out. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I always had aspirations of, of, of being an artist before anything. And then the journalism thing just happened. It just kind of fell into my lap. Hmm. And I was like, oh, we could get paid for this? Hmm. Okay. How did it kind of fall into your lap? Well, I, I always had, like, I was always interested in media, right? So right. I, went, I went to school, um, went to Hunter College, and media studies was my major. Um, but I never, it's funny, even though that was my major, I wasn't thinking a lot about my future. So I never envisioned myself, like, I, I never felt like I could fit in or get a job at the New York Times. Mm. or And I never really desired it. But I didn't think that hip hop journalism, like or music journalism, that you could really eat off of that and, and make a career. So you just took media, just just because I liked it. I was like, it was the thing that interests me the most. most. Like, like how messages are disseminated and 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 how things are crafted to the people and and, and stuff like that. Um, so and then, um, you know, one of my my great friends, one of my best friends, Tim, who I went to high school with, we went to college together. He graduated a year earlier than me. And um, started interning and started working at Complex. This is like before Complex is a website. There may be four issues in. And he was like, yo, you want to write this album review? Because he knew I could write. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we had classes together. He was like, yo, you could really write. I would always get A's on, on my... I sucked at math and I was always good at writing. Yo, um, I need somebody to write this Jadakiss review, man. You want to take a crack at it? And we'll pay you 300 bucks. Mm. And and what, he was like, we're going to send... the Interscope is going to send a car... To pick you up, drive you to Yonkers, listen to the album, and then wait for you, and then take you back home to wherever you need to go. I, I was just like, <laughs> that's 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 ill shit right there. I was gonna do it for free, right? Like three hundred bucks, hell yeah! And, and at that point, I, I think the most I ever made rapping, I made like five hundred dollars a show on one show, mm-hmm. on one show, not five hundred dollars a show. One show, I got paid five hundred dollars. But that's good. You got paid as a rapper, <clears throat> but. I knew that wasn't it wasn't consistent, and right. I was like, "Oh, I could get these three hundred dollars more consistently. Let me do this." Um, but yeah, he did that that Jada Kiss album review. Went up there to Yonkers. Jada played me the album. Um, what album was it? Um, the second album. So Kiss of Death, Kiss of Death, Kiss of Death, Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death with Y, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, came back, wrote the review, and and you know, it published and. My name started getting around different. The source call, vibe call. You know, I think Tim kind of was like, "Yo, you should check out my man." But I got a, I wrote a, a Ghostface Pretty Tony review and vibe was my mm. second piece. Then the source call, Boo Rosario from the source call. Then Double XL started hitting me up, and you know, I started getting this freelance money as a journalist back in the print era. Hmm. Yeah, that freelance money as a journalist had to be refreshing. Just to know that you, you know what I mean, you can get that just from your, your expert opinion. Yeah, man. It, it, you know what I'm saying? The dollar word, the dollar word error was a, <laughs> was a strong error. Um, was it word. really that, a dollar word? It was a dollar word. And that was like for reviews. Like I, I, the guys who were writing features and cover stories were, were getting more probably. Mm. Um, but, but I came in at a dollar word. And my day job, I was working in the mailroom. And then I would do these, these write for these magazines. Um, my first interview was for Scratch Magazine, was for, I had to interview Easy Moby over the phone for the first issue of Scratch Magazine. That's crazy. And then they also sent me to interview Alchemist. So Alchemist was my first in-person interview. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to Uncle Al. Shout out to Alan the Chemist, man. Yeah, man. So when did you land the job with XXL? Um, It took a year. So I started freelancing 
was MTV first, huh? No, nah, it was Double XL oh, first. XL first. I start, it was actually Scratch Magazine first. So oh. what happened was I started freelancing in 2004. Um, I had graduated college. I had a degree, but I didn't really have a full-time job. But I, I was working in the mailroom somewhere um, right across the street from Hot 97. And so to, I'm freelancing from 2004 to 2007, but I'm trying to get a full-time job in the industry. But nothing was cracking. And um, shout out to Brendan Frederick, who I actually um, work with at Genius now. He's the chief content officer at Genius. Um, hired me for Scratch Magazine. Like, nobody wanted to take a chance wow. on me. And he Full took a circle. chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took a chance on me and, and brought me into Scratch Magazine. And, and so I left the mailroom. The funny thing was, I was making less money for the, mag- the mailroom. I was making $38,000 a year working in the mailroom, right? And now I was probably making about $15,000 a year doing freelance work. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. almost $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Mailroom and freelance. When I went to Scratch, it was $35,000 a year. And I had to be exclusive. I couldn't freelance anywhere else. So oh. I took a pay cut to go there. And and, it, and I had a kid. You know what I'm saying? I had my son. My first son was born. And, um, you know, it was tough. But I knew there was more of a future in, in, in hip hop and in journalism than it was for me in the mailroom. So I had I kinda had to take that step backwards financially mm-hmm. to go forward. Then what happened is about four or five months later, Scratch magazine folded and I'm out of a job again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then I had my then I the week I found out that Scratch was folding, I found out I had my second son on the way. So <laughs> it was like Dang, what are we gonna do? B. And I remember, so if you remember Scratch Magazine, Scratch Magazine was Harris Publications, too. Absolutely. It was the sister magazine, the XXL. So mm-hmm. Elliot, Brendan was the editor-in-chief, but Elliot still oversaw it. So I knew I was getting laid off that day because Elliot never asked. I didn't really know Elliot like that. We might have talked once or twice in passing. And I came back from lunch, and they said, yo, Elliot wants to see you in his office. And I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. He ain't About never called for me before. Yeah. I know what this is. And I went in there, and Elliot was like, yeah, we folding the magazine. We got to let you go. They kept all the staff at Scratch Magazine. They were able to find them jobs at XXL except me. Oh, shit. And one other guy, Paul Cancer. Paul Cancer oh, was Paul part-time. Oh, Paul Cancer. Shout out, to, shout out yeah. to my man Paul, man. Paul, Paul was part-time, and then it was me. I was full-time, but they, they couldn't keep me on. You know, it was like a seniority thing. But Elliot was like, yo, just give me. Don't take a job nowhere else. I'm, I'm going to get you on XXL. Just, just give me some time. And I... Yo, just don't go nowhere, you know. And I was like, mm-hmm. Nah, bro. I got. It was that big shit. I was like, I got kids to feed, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I'm. I, you know, if something pop up, I'm taking it. And he was like, I feel you. He was like, Well, some if vibe calls and offers you a job or the source or whatever. Like, give me a call first and, and see what I could do. And um, and you know that that's 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 how it kind of started. And um, three months later, so this is how I get to Double XL. Three months later, um. Elliot is like, all right, I want to bring you to XXL. And I was like, all right, bet. So I think he called me on a Friday and was like, yo, let's just go to lunch Monday and make it official. But I got a spot for you. And then that Monday, I got the all-hip-hop alert, and he had got fired from XXL. So I was like, damn, oh, I, guess, I guess I don't get the job. But I guess they had put my name in the air. Maybe he put my name in the air. I don't know who put my name in the air. And the staff, because I was freelancing for XXL at the time, they still needed roles to fill. Elliot wasn't there. A couple of people just weren't there anymore. So, when you know, a couple of weeks after Elliot left, they still brought me up and interviewed me. And then it was like, yo, you got the job. So I, I got a double XL maybe about 2008. Wow. You know, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that Elliot 
Well, I remember him working at Scratch, and I know you worked at right. Scratch, but I didn't put those two yeah. together. He he kind of oversee. It was really Brendan that was doing the work, but I guess it was, and I'm not quite sure what it was, but I think it was Elliot's responsibility. So Elliot might have been like editorial director, so he just oversaw it just to make sure nothing went wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like I, because because Brendan was really young, but Brendan was the editor in chief at the time that I was there. There were a couple of editor chiefs before him. Jerry Barrow was editor in chief. Andre, my man Andre Torres was editor in chief before that. But when I was there, it was Brendan and Elliot just kind of oversaw it just to make sure I think everything went right. Right. So 2008, you land the gig at Double XL officially as a as a writer. Now I want to say this year. Because they have If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. At, I don't want to call it a freshman cover, but they had a cover before with with a lot of the up and coming rappers. I feel like Slaughterhouse was on it. Pla- Plies, Joel Ortiz, Papoose, yeah. 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 The, that whole Yeah flurry of artists and then 2008 was the year that the internet artists yeah i, I think that was the and that daytuan was the editor-in-chief at that time right shout out to daytuan thomas and i think i think it was i don't know if elliot because i remember i was at scratch when when they did that other cover with papoose and mm-hmm. plies and mm-hmm. joelle and crooked I don't know if they intend Saigon. Saigon, where Giddy was on that. I don't know if they intended it to be a yearly thing. Hmm. They he may have. I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then the next year, it it was clear like yo, we we should make we should do this every year, and that and then that was the cover with um, Asher Roth, Currency, Kid Cudi, Mickey Fax, yep. Corey Guns. You know what I'm saying? Wale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the good brother Wale, yeah. So yeah. we put that now together. Now, you had a lot to do with that cover as far as picking the artist. Like, and I know it was a collective It was thing. a group thing, yeah. It was a group yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just speaking from the angle where I know that you gave Mickey the call. Right? Yeah, and it wasn't so much that necessarily I picked Mickey. Like, it was like, a it was a group thing. It was... But you know, then it was like, all right, well, who has a relationship with who? Who could reach out to who? Who who could get who on the phone? And and we divided it up like that. Like I was definitely an advocate for Mickey. Um, what, what people don't know, I wonder if they twan remember this, but um, we was trying to get Jay Electronica on that cover. Oh wow! Yeah, and I think he turned it down for for whatever because it was right after Katrina too. I I don't I can't speak to why he turned it down, but and then Ace Hood ended up getting that spot. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, which which oh. to work out. I think Ace Hood was controversial that year. Like people, yeah, like was. like Ace Hood maybe didn't fit because a lot of them were like a lot of the were like now right artists. Yeah, yeah but like, they, yeah. yeah, they were on now right. It was mm-hmm. a lot of presence on the internet, um, and Ace Hood maybe wasn't. But when you look at the success that Ace Hood had, um, that's a successful, you know, it's a successful yeah. ass career. Like yeah. it was like I was like, man, that was a good pick. And I remember us getting shit for that pick, but I was like, man, Ace Hood worked out for, and you know, say say what you want, it's definitely not the same. But he just dropped the mixtape. He still be spitting, man. Really? I, yeah, 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 I respect I respect Ace Hood a lot yeah. for what hmm. he did. Ace yeah. took his flow too. The yeah. game took his flow. Man. I ain't yeah. gonna hold you, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. You always I hustle hard mm-hmm. flow. Yeah, <laughs> we talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, Florida nigga, you already. But yeah, that 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 was a dope cover. That was a dope shoot. Um. Again, controversy. Like, but but then we realized 
you know, that's what we was like, yo, we had, like, but I knew where the game was going, just being tapped in. I'm like, yo, we need to, I always heard, and I never knew what the numbers were, because they would never, I, I was I was just starting out, I was the associate music editor at the time, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so they didn't share all the business with me, um, but I always heard that cover didn't sell. Like, it wasn't like a newsstand, and I think that's what people don't realize, at least in, in those days. From a newsstand, I could put one big picture of 50 Cent, and you could see it from 10 feet away. That's 50. Oh, I got to get that, as opposed to 10 people on the cover, and everybody's a little small. Who is that? What is that? Da-da-da. So I, I always heard that it didn't sell from, from a newsstand perspective. But what I did know, and the energy that I did feel, is what that did on the internet. Mm-hmm. How that went viral. I remember I was going home after the shoot, and um, shout to 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 Sav and Steve O, best of both best offices. Of both offices. Wow. They had leaked some footage from the thing, so it started to get out who was on the cover, and we realized how crazy it was going. And, and eventually, we asked them, "Yo, take it down. Let us roll this shit out." But it, it, you know, it was a good litmus test. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and yeah, that that was an interesting shoot, man. But um. Definitely, I think that kind of started the freshman energy. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? That carried Absolutely. on for years. And I was there for a couple of freshman covers. I was really proud of the ones that I was a part of. The next one after that was with Nip. And YG. And, and, no, YG. YG no, YG was, was after that. Yeah, no. It wasn't on the cover yeah, with after, Nip? After the, the Currency, Wale, Asheroff cover, Kid Cudi was Nip, Cole, Big Cole. Sean, Freddie yeah. Gibbs, J-Rock. Pill was on that cover, um, and a couple of others. And then after that was um, Meek Mill, Kendrick, YG, Mac Miller, Big, Big Crit. Crit. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fred, you know, rest in peace, Fred. Um, so, you know, I, I, I had fun. I, I was involved with those three covers. Hmm. And oh, at, yeah. that, at that time, what was the thought process in picking those artists? Like, was I, it a strategy or I, was I, it just like what was hot? It was strategic. Um, it was also what was hot. I, you know, I, th- I think, first of all, if there's 10 people on the cover, and I can only speak for that time, and I can only speak for myself, right, and what I saw and what I witnessed and what I put into it, you're not going to go 10 for 10. The industry's not, just not set up for 10 <laughs> artists to come in a year and have successful as careers. It just, fact, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> what are you talking Um but I think we tried. I think hmm. I, th- I think it was always, yo, let's try. Is there any artist that you feel you could have put on the list and you did it? That blew up. Could, I mean, we could have we could have put a lot, uh, or, or more so. Are there any artists? I think that that maybe we should have. Like should've. looking yeah, back, you should have. Um, or you fought for and didn't make. However. Oh, no. did I did I fight for and didn't make it? I don't remember fighting for anybody. I remember fighting hard for Wiz. Wiz actually made it. I remember there was a big debate about Wiz at the time. Um, but Wiz actually made it. Um, I think I was in the meeting. I'm like, man, if we don't put Wiz on this shit, we're going to look so stupid. I'm, I quit. Ha! And I don't know if I was in a position to do that. Um, Walker should have made the cover and, and, and did it. Hmm. And I, I should have went hard for Walker, and I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Walker should have made that cover. I could have went hard. I, I was I was actually against it, and not, and I, I was maybe clouded. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I like, he had, oh, let's do it, uh, and hard in the paint. Like, 
But it was like all the Debs artists was, was on the cover. Like it was like OJ the Juice Man, like Warner. Like that's that was one of the times when it started to get political. Right. Like when 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 it was just like yo, it's one label has too much input on this. Like what's going on? But Walker should have been on that cover. Um, somebody I, I don't know if we talked about it, but looking back at it, I, I don't know if he was considered at the time. I can't remember, but Max B could have been on that oh wait yeah. cover the cover with um. Asha. Obviously Drake is the one. That everybody wishes they had and missed, and, mm-hmm. and, and Nikki, and you know what I'm saying? You know, when Drake said the fans of these freshmen is about to get iffy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a fact. <laughs> like, he wasn't lying. But Drake was like, it was like a weird time when I knew, when I was like, damn, we should have had, we should have put Drake. Was, um, and I, I was up on Drake's shit, but um, I think we, we, cho- we chose the cover in like August and then started putting the plans together. Hmm. To, you know, because the magazine, it takes months to plan. I, I forget the timeline, but Mick always talks about this. Mick talked about this on this podcast. I told him Drake should have been on it. All right, bro. <laughs> he did, though. I should have swapped y'all. We should have just did a swap. Nah, but <laughs> Mick, Mick was definitely hot as hell at that time. Um, but when, when Drake dropped Ransom with him and Wayne, I said, oh, my God. This just the way they was flowing back and forth. I love that record, but um, and, and you know I'm not saying it wasn't all on me. You know right. what I'm saying like it, it was a committee shit. But That's obviously, all. if you could put Drake on, on out that of cover. all Young Money artists, only Little Twist made it. Twist made it. Yeah. Did Tiger make the list? Nah, Tiger, <coughs> Tiger didn't make the list because he, he was too big at that. Tiger point. had blown up because he had yeah. the coconut record, right? Yeah. The, um, I mean. Corey maybe, but but Guns Corey wasn't. He wasn't was with Young Money cover. at the time. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't with Young. Like that happened yeah. later. So uh, you know, look, I, it's obvious. Um, and I don't know. I'm only speaking for me, right? Like Vanessa, you got somebody else on the staff. They're gonna say something different, um, or they may say something different. But yeah, you miss some. Like mm. I, I think you just do the best you can. You know, the 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 plan was to always just give people light and, and to. You know, or at least for me, I was like, yo, like make a new generation of artists fall in love with Double XL again. So when so when they get big to where they need to be, they 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 remember when and they come back and they wanna fuck with the magazine. This is outside of Double XL, but what happens with a lot of artists is listen, man, I did a lot of artists first interviews. I'm a, I'm gonna keep it so tall with you. I ain't talking about it. Talk about it. At various whether it was Double XL, where it was M T V, where it was genius. And and you know, something that happened with artists when they get big, like They'll do the G, they'll do the GQ before they do you or or hmm. the New York Times or the or the or the whatever the prestige is you know what I'm saying so you know it, it's hard so you know part of that was like yo let's let's really kind of show all this love and, and and put our name on the line early and as a journalist I didn't I've done that my whole career if I have some light and I can share it like let me share it and 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 and. That's that's how you build community, man. You give somebody a shot, and 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 y'all build up together. You know. That's a fact. You gave me my first uh, MTV shot too. I forgot all about Wait, that. What was it? Was it um THC? Um, was it THC? I think it was THC. It might, might have been THC. It was THC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. facts. Yeah. I had just got there. I had, I, you like, had just got there I from Double XL. Yeah. That's a fact. You, you you was like maybe if I did five interviews before. I reached out to you. It was a lot. I remember Nori was my first interview when I got to MTV. It's crazy. And they they couldn't believe that I put that together. I was like, it, like, because um, 
when I got to MTV, Prodigy had just dropped his book. Hmm. And you remember the whole work, rest in yeah. peace, P. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was at an uproar. Everybody was at an uproar. And he mm-hmm. had the whole thing about Nori and then and and shooting and and whatever. And so I got Nori to react to it. And I never, <laughs> I never forget. Yeah, Nori, you read this book, so Nori went off. But I was at MTV, so I cleaned up. I kept. I didn't put all the parts of what Nori said. It was an article, so I didn't have to use the whole thing. I, I wanted to catch a gist of a couple of quotes, and I remember Nori was like, "Man, man, you made me sound like my, uh, Martin Luther King in this shit, man. I want to hear my Malcolm X. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, Did you ever write anything negative about an artist or anything that you felt you was just sharing your true feelings and they disliked it? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um. And I, I've never kind of been a negative person. Every time, exactly. particularly with album reviews, right? Because right, when right, I was right. at MTV News, I was just reporting the news. Here's the facts. This is mm-hmm. what happened. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple of those. Um, I remember. Um, shout out to Sean. I, I it never printed, but I wrote an album review. I, I didn't like Sean's second album, The Godfather Buried okay. Alive. And I know Sean loves that album. I know I know he's super proud of that album. But I was such a fan of the first Sean album. I, I was just like, man, this ain't it. And I had wrote written that for the source, and they was like, man, we can't run this. The man. source didn't even run it. <laughs> so they didn't yeah, run it. Yeah, they was like, yo, we can't run this. Um, so, but you know, Sean, Sean, I told Sean uh, about that years later. Um, so he never beat. But I remember I, I did a Lloyd Banks album review um, for the Rotten Apple, the second album, and somebody from G Unit. It wasn't Banks. Because I had told Banks. That's I was, the third album. Nah, the Ryan yeah. Apple was the second one. Second? Yeah, yeah, the second yeah. one. That's the one because there was a leaked version that was fire, and then what came out was, was different. Um, and I, I gave it an L. It, was, it wasn't even... But at that point, G-Unit was on fire, so I think everything they was doing was like Excel and better. And um, one, one of the A&Rs from G-Unit ran up on me. Um, and I was a little pissed because... Uh, I was a lot pissed because I was with my niece. My niece it was like 15, 16 at the time. And, and um, we was in the hotel. So I was in the hotel going to um, interview Pitbull. And I took my niece with me, and they saw me in the lobby and kind of, it ain't get crazy, but yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so I told my niece, hey, go mm-hmm. by the concierge. Just stay over there. You could. And, you know, he they, they didn't like the review. But I was like, yeah. Fam, I told Banks what the review was. Mm-hmm. So Banks heard it from me before, you know, whatever. And, so I'm like, what are you talking about? So it ain't amounts to nothing. Do you just understand where they're coming from as an artist, being an artist yourself? If somebody was to write something like that about you, nah, because you got to take it. Once you put your art into the world, it's not yours anymore. Like right. I, I've not seen, I've not seen all, everything in the world written about me now that I'm putting well, I'm out. With art. You. I remember one time I, I tell you, I didn't write the review, but I, I was the editor on it. Mayno disagreed. Mayno didn't like the review on his first album. Um, if tomorrow never comes, right? What was the name of the first album, I believe? Um, and so he he came up the double XL and argued about it, and me and him argued about it, and we ain't see eye to eye. But there's always been love with Mayno. And I remember when I, when I put my first album out, I had the night my shit came out, I, I ran into Mayno at Julan, and um, he was like, "Oh, so you rapping now?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah." He said, "Your shit better be fire." <laughs> Because you gave my shit, he ain't forget about that review, and I couldn't be mad. I said, "Yo, you right, man. Listen, man, if you if you listen to my shit, if you don't like it, you know, Mayno be popping on Instagram, talk shit, 
like talk your shit. Like, mm-hmm. what can you do? Like, I can, you can't be mad. Um, I, you know, I, because whenever I wrote a review, I always try to write out of. It was never like an attack on the artist. It, it would be like, I don't like like this music is not hitting for me, and this is why the music was. I n- I never tried to attack somebody's character or persona, but you know, I try to give an honest critique. Um, or as best I could. So, you know, I can't be mad when... I've seen album reviews where people critique me and I, like, I wasn't mad. It's when the shit gets personal mm-hmm. and they start attacking your character and, and, and your thing and, and, and will be like, yo, you ain't even listen. But, you know, once you mm. put your art out there, it ain't yours no more. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Because whatever anybody will go ahead. Now, we was talking earlier about how artists are stepping in the seat of journalism now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, how you feel about that? I think that's fire. I think, you know, because I, I think, um, well, one, one, one thing, too, well, you know, it's like boxing, right? A lot of mm-hmm. boxing commentators, or Stephen A. Smith, or, or like, never having picked up a basketball, or never gotten it, or, or Max Kellerman, who was amazing, never gotten into a boxing ring. It's just a certain perspective that only a, a Roy Jones can understand, or Lennox Lewis because can understand, because they've done it before. Um, so I think it's important in whatever you do to have that perspective. So seeing artists like like Smoke step into into media, I think is dope. Um, seeing Nori, you know, step into it, like I, you know, I think it's dope. So you know, I, I'm for it. But you know, now a lot of them too get to see the shit that we went through exactly <laughs> as, as media. Because I kind I kind of feel like there was there was a time when rappers were like. I don't think they seen even though we come from the same place, right? Like I come from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Like mm-hmm. like we literally come from the same environments. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, B dot, I saw B dot up here talking about, you know, B dot came from Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, Southside Jamaica. Um, come from the same environments. I don't I don't know if artists kinda looked at us as the same or like if we came from the same communities or had the same experiences. Got you. And and, and there, there there were a bunch of artists like, you know, like media was corny for a minute or they dubbed it as corny. And you know now now you seeing some of the rappers up there. It's like oh see now y'all see what it is. Y'all see the shit y'all got to do to get these fucking That's views. A fact, but it go hand in hand though because like rappers need media just as much as media need the rappers. For me, I always saw it as a community. Like 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 media was just an extension of the culture. Right. Um. When we were running it when we won these seats when you could tell that somebody of the culture was reporting on the culture so yeah we need that the same way we need the djs the same way you know mm-hmm, what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it works hand in hand so to me it was always just this hip-hop community that we was building this music community that, that we were building you know um but you know i, I don't know that everybody kind of seen it like that but this new wave of of, of artists kind of taking control of of telling their own narratives and their own story i think it's dope like it's instagram yeah uh, you know i saw like nori's Nas interview i remember hitting him i'm, mm-hmm. I'm like yo listen i know who i am i'm one of the best at this shit of all time Talk like shit. and then i know who i am i saw nori's interview with Nas. yo i couldn't have done that like you and i called him it was like eight yo bro the way you did that shit i couldn't have done that there's nobody in the world who could have done that interview the way that nori did that interview with Nas. Because you got to give it because up because they was on the court together. Yeah, they got a rapport like mm-hmm. like like body in the trunk. Like not mm-hmm. like Nori know where the the skeletons mm-hmm. in the closet where the mm-hmm. bodies is buried. They know mm-hmm. the same people. There's a mutual respect. Like if you seen Nas and I've never had the Nas. Nas is one of my favorites, and I never had the the long. Like if you give me the time and the space, I've interviewed Nas before, but never the long sit down, yeah, the yeah. hour long. 
I, I would destroy it, I guarantee you. But <laughs> if you watch Nas and if you know even Nas just a little bit, he's guarded. Nas is not one to just open up and spill his life story to you. You know what I'm saying? But with Nori, he looked real comfortable and the way they were just going back and forth. It was an amazing energy. Um, I think I think it took for somebody that he respected in the same field for, for, to pull that out of him. Um, so I'm a fan of that. Like, How why, can you hate that? Why you think I don't like Nas? Cause I'm wild. Cause I, 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 I don't. I, I don't watch. Oh, I said that. I said that on the no, I was. I was thinking about that. So. I watched the show before, right? No, 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 no. I fuck with Nas. I just think Jay Z is better than Nas. Jay Z is my favorite rapper. Right. Jay Z is my favorite artist. Period. Um, I think, but I, I, I just love Nas's perspective. Even me as an artist, I think I'm more. Well, I aspire to be, you know, because now this sounds like real fucking egotistical, ah, okay. but I'm more Nas than Jay-Z, you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I think I pattern myself, or I, or I use a lot of the shit that I learned listening to Nas. You fall under the Nas street. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I I think you know what I'm saying somebody could hear me and be like, nah, bro, like Tupac or Biggie. I'm from Brooklyn, so it's big. Oh, yeah, but you be rocking a bandana, so yeah. I had to ask you. <laughs> but nah, but I fucked with Pac. Like you know, growing up in that era, that I had um, the Strictly for My Niggas album. Like bought it. You like, had that? Absolutely. Nah, I ain't have that. Absolutely. I'm like be honest. Like I don't feel like nobody was fucking with Pac until like keep at least like. Nah, me against the world. Nah, I had that. Like, like keep your head up, and um, I get around was like the biggest song. Like, even just growing up in New York, like yeah, Hot ninety seven played was those. Going, I, I feel like crazy. the songs were big. I don't right, feel like that so album so I I fuck with the song, yeah. so that made me want to get the album. And then the album also had one of my top five favorite pop songs of all time is Holla If You Hear Me, which was mm -hmm. also on the Above the Rim soundtrack. So yeah, yeah that I, I was just watching that today. Hard. That's crazy. So I'm just like, nah, I'm like that that I um Five Deadly Venoms. That shit was Papa West Coast. Song. That was a West Coast album for West Coast soundtrack for East Coast movie. Yeah, yeah, above the rim, right? Because Death Row had the soundtrack. But nah, I was fucking with Pac, and I was already a Pac fan. Like seeing Juice, I'm like, how could you not be a Pac fan? Nah, yeah, right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, shit got. And then when it when when we were kind of forced to choose as fans, it's like, well, I'm from Brooklyn, you big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. just what it is. But I remember the first time I heard hit him up. Explain that. That shit. I, First of all, the shit I was like, yo, this shit is hard. Like, yeah, like that's yeah, the front. Yeah. Like, you couldn't that, even front on that record. But nah, I was like, throwing up W's. I can't help. I ain't gonna hold. I said it was whack first time I heard right. it. I was upset. I was upset. I was upset at it. Like, I couldn't believe he took it there. Like, like I think without hit him up, we don't get ether. Right, like I think, and credit to Ice Cube because Ice Cube got real disrespectful on No, no Vaseline. Vaseline. Yeah, but Hit 'Em Up took the diss record to a new level of it did. disrespect. It did. Like it, like this really then stood for disrespect. Yeah, yeah. and um, it was no holes barred after mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? That, that you know, listen to something like Cam. I think in his diss records have some of the most disrespectful yeah, yeah. lines of all. Like we yeah. used to hang out with you on Mother's Day because your mother's dead. Like yeah. what the yeah, fuck that, is that wrong was... with you, B? Like that's crazy. 
That's like, old killer. That's, uh, I, I would love yo, to. I gotta talk to he killer really about said that. that. He said, yo, yo, yeah. he your really daughter R. Kelly, her face, like it was all types of wild shit. That Cam, but Cam was wild. And, yeah. and look, and, and also, <laughs> I don't do that. I, had you waiting in the blistering cold for a bogey, and I just said no. no. <laughs> that, that Stan Smith shit was so disrespectful. But, hey, uh, but I think that starts with Pac. I think if we don't get hit, I think hit him up, like open the possibilities of what these records <laughs> could really be. And so I, th I thought it was a, a dope record, but it it was like, nah, though, but he went too far. He did go too far. I'm like, oh, you did, you're gone too far, Biggs. But, right. but at the right. same time, you know, he, a lot of people felt who shot you was for Pac. Right. Right. Now, contrary to whoever's beliefs, whether it is or it wasn't, Around the time of events, everything kind of matched up to be... Even Absolutely. If, even Absolutely. if Big had the song before it happened, mm -hmm. right? It was kind of like, boom. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Big still had his, his lines that he wasn't, like, darting them. But, he, mm -hmm. you know, these fucking maniacs put my name in rap. Like, that part the game mm -hmm. is that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Big... I love the way Big was throwing his shit. You know what I mean? Because right. he was like... Acknowledging it, but at the same time, he was like, "Man, fuck that shit. I'm bigger than Not that." Not making a big deal, but I'm of still it. gonna let. If you listening, you still gonna catch me. But that's that's the rap shit. Like, uh, 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 you. I mean, obviously, you know this. Like, mm -hmm. you probably got darts for certain people oh my God. that the public don't catch. <laughs> Ooh. But when you see that person, you and I know what's going. Well, exactly. You know. You know exactly. what that was. Exactly. And, and I, I didn't. I didn't really quite feel that until I started getting into it because I got a couple of those myself. Where it's like. <laughs> People be like, yo, I didn't even know you and son had a problem, but but it'd be a line or something. Yeah, he heard that. That's for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know niggas is listening. That's yeah, yeah. The, but that's the best way to get it. Now, this this is great dialogue too, because we gonna go all over the mm. place. What's your favorite interview you've done so far? Mm. I know it's hard, but you yeah, you gotta tough. have your favorites because you didn't talk to a lot of the goats. Yeah, so. it's tough, and it changes a lot. Um. I'm going to say the Kendrick tell all the dice was, was big, but I was high as fuck that night, so I, I'd be lying if I said I remembered it because he just put it out in snippets. <laughs> um, I, two. I'd have to say two out of two, right? For, for different, but I think Kendrick Lamar, when I interviewed him for MTV for To Pimp a Butterfly, mm -hmm. Um, it's just the way that interview continues to live on and people still hit me up about this, about it to this day. And then, um, when I interviewed Mariah Carey for Genius. Yeah, that's crazy. Because that's the only interview, like, we did that in front of an audience and my mom came. Like, so I got my mom out the crib. Like, I remember That's my Mariah. mother buying the first Mariah. I told you my mother used to live in the record store buying the first Mariah album, like, putting me on to that. So that that was important to me to have my mom there because I think all my musical aspiration comes from her feeding that to me. Hmm. Yeah. That's L. That's super L. And then, and then it's Mariah. Then yeah, Mariah, Mariah was cool as shit, too, man. Her, she That's, down to earth. She was mad, like, I, I when I first, because I had met her a little bit before the interview, and she was cool, and then, but you always hear, like, diva this, diva that, all them stories I heard, I didn't hear none of that. Like, I like I just, I, she's obviously a superstar, but I'm like, yo, she's just a regular person. Like, she's mm -hmm. mad chill. 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah, she was nah, super damn nervous. always tell me cool Mariah stories. You know what yeah. I mean? How how cool Mariah was and shit. Yeah. Well, how cool she is. Yeah, man. You know, shout out to Mariah. So shout man. out to Mariah. That's that's dope. Fucking I. Right, so it's good. You giving me my my good segues to go into from MTV mm. going into Genius. Now, my first interaction with Genius, I forgot the first guy's names that was over here. Oh man. Maybe Sean was it with Sean Sotero or or my boo, maybe? One of the co founders. Ah man. It's so fucking Nicole was over there. So many fucking pounds ago. (laughs) It was fucking I remember going to an apartment in Williamsburg. They had the apartment in in this high rise, like beautiful place, and they were giving me the breakdown of what genius was. Right. And um I feel like I did one of the first annotations on Genius mm. um, for my own shit. And mm. it gave me my own personal verified account. Mm. And, you know, to me, it was a big deal because I seen the vision. Mm. Right. And then a couple months later, this thing starts really taking off the visibility of mm. it. And then the news headlines come across my phone that they just hired one of my brothers. <laughs> yeah. To be the guy over there, yeah. right? So um, immediately it gave him more validity in in the eyes of the culture and for me as well, because now I got a familiar face that then been he he's covered pretty much everything culturally during that time span. So yeah. for you to go there, it was a, it was an instant stamp, right? Yeah. So going over to Genius and and leaving. Not really leaving the writer world because you'll always be a writer, but leaving that traditional way of writing journalism to go to this conglomerate mm-hmm. of genius. What was that transition? Well, like? it wasn't a conglomerate, it was a you well, know, it was what I'm the idea, yeah, 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 it was a big idea, right? Um, I had been blessed, like, because it was similar when I left Double XL, print journalist, like, I was just getting into the internet, I didn't know HTML, like, I learned a little bit of that, and when I went to MTV, MTV was all digital at the time. Mm-hmm. I worked on the digital side and a little bit on the TV side because I knew that print. I was like, oh, this print thing ain't. We saw Vibe Magazine fall and then mm. come back, and I was like, nah, this print thing is a little shaky. So I went to MTV. Now, being at MTV, I felt like it was at a time when there was nothing left for me to do at MTV. I, I didn't feel like I was going to get any other opportunities mm. except the opportunity to do everything that I did already mm-hmm. again. Like, mm. like, like, I felt like I had hit a ceiling at MTV, and Genius called, and the first, the first time they called me was like, "Yo, would you come? Would you be willing to come over here?" I was like, "Man, and do what? Fuck out of here!" That <laughs> <laughs> New York nigga kicking like, his ass. <laughs> like, it, it was really like, "Yo, stop playing on my phone, dog!" Mm-hmm. Like, what, mm-hmm. are you, what are we doing? And he called back again, and and and. I was like, well, just come to the office, check it out, like da da da. And when I met with Tom and Alon, who are the co-founders, like I seen the vision. Like I, I, mm. I and when I seen it, I seen everything that it could become. And, and what we talked about early on, during that first session, the interview, whatever you want to call it, I was like, yo, I want to make Genius the new MTV, not necessarily a cable network, but a brand synonymous with music, where artists can come and. You know what I mean? And, and and that was the mission. So I was the first hire over there for, for what was called the content department at the time. Um, shit was trending on Twitter all day. Like, mm-hmm. that shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, and then they brought and then after that they brought in my man a couple months later my man Brendan who I told you who hired me at Scratch Magazine. Wow. So he hired me at Scratch and then here I am interviewing him at Genius to come in and, to come and, and in. be and that essentially be my boss. But you know that like and and so he came in and 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 you know together with the team that was built, man, there was a lot of like great highs on the video side and stuff like that. We started building this thing that that really meant something to people and a brand that you know I believe is is now synonymous with music um, and artists and 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 and, and quality. Um, so I'm super proud of that. And you know, like leaving MTV at the time, it, it, I just kind of saw the end of the road. I was like, oh, I'm not. There's, there's there's not anything for me to grow. And then when I get to Genius, you know, I'm an executive now. Like I'm I'm a VP over there. Like I, I don't think that was gonna happen at MTV. Saying? That's crazy, and, and you know, Rap Genius got me in a little trouble one time. Um, my kid's mother, she fucking oh, no. Google a song because <laughs> she wanted she wanted to get the exact lyrics so she could quote me. Shout out to Chanel. She uh, she's always on my my shit. Damn. Bit. So uh, that's funny. So did, shout out to Rap Genius. Too. Does that change I'll the way that you write now? Knowing Hell that, no. No, knowing that, there, knowing that there's people who will decipher every single thing. But you know, I loved it. What I said to her is, you know, do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger really killed these people when he's Terminator? Like, you know, it's like, it's art, but at the same time, I'm writing mm-hmm. a journal. Right. It's, it's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. it's not really what it is. Right. You know, but it's right. it's me elevated times whatever it is. Right. We know. Shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> what she said to me was, fuck out of here, nigga. Everything you say is real, bro. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like I'm fact checking everything you say. Uh, uh, everything you say is real, so why right. wouldn't that be real? Right. Yo, is right. that why these like, like platform these music platforms, all of them got read the lyrics with the songs and all of that? Word. Like Apple yeah. now you know what has. Apple, I, I now you, you can know, just click on and just. That's funny because every time I turn just, in an album, I'm and I know, don't you like every time we turn shit in, they want our lyrics yeah, to go. So yeah. do you think that was a correlation from what Genius is doing? For well, well, the- G- G- yes, absolutely yes. Okay. G- Genius Genius actually has a partnership with Apple. Oh, shit. So where we supply, oh, we, we supply them with lyrics, but you see it everywhere. Look, I think Genius is the... When, when the game moved into streaming, we lost booklets, right? We lost physical and we lost booklets. I lost art. But but you but what came with that more than the physical and what people what it took these streaming these DSPs years to realize is that we lost the metadata we lost credits mm-hmm. that means all of a sudden yo listening to Illmatic like or or, or, or MOP um, or Blueprint Jay Z right but me knowing anything that DJ Premier produced Eddie Sancho would mix. That's a booklet. Like, mm-hmm. how do you find that no more? Those mm-hmm. relationships. Facts. Like, like just reading the thank you notes. That's how I learned who was a program director at Hot 97 or who just seeing who the artist is thank you, you learn who was the important people. We lost all of that with DSPs. And, and what that is is context to our culture and how our music is made. So with Genius, we, we wanted to, one, not only give you the lyrics, right? But also give you the metadata. There's a bunch of metadata fields in Genius hmm. um, to make sure that people get the proper credit. Um, so yeah, I, I, I absolutely think um, we influence the DSPs and, and, and media in general to just put more of an emphasis on on the creation and the intention behind the art. You know, another thing 
that I say is um, another reason why I left MTV because I felt like I was I wasn't doing music journalism. Mm. I was doing it started turning into celebrity mm. journalism. Every there became a time when everybody, everybody in the music space in the hip hop space started following the TMZ model of mm. journalism, and that just never interests me. Like I'm sitting across from Ross. I don't want to ask you who you dating. I don't give a More fuck. Gossip, like, bro, yeah. like, yeah, it just didn't. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And genius, I think when when I went there and with the intention was to really speak to these artists about their music and the lyrics. You, I, I once saw Ti um, Ti was promoting an album, and he did an interview um, at Hot ninety seven, and the interview was an hour long, hmm. and they spent five minutes talking about the music. Everything else was about what everything else was on. about. Yeah, the family hustle, the tiny was going on with this, and that that's not a knock against Hot ninety seven. That's what the viewers want. Like that works for them, but it, it, it that shit just made me sad. I'm like, yo, this Ti. Like when we put it down, like Ti is one of the greats. Not facts. Like how you sitting in front of Ti? I got too many music questions. I you know I remember one time I was going to interview Fifty Cent, and I had a bunch of music questions for him, and and you just my, bo- like my boss nothing. at the time was like. Now, nah, don't ask him this, don't ask him. X out all the music questions. And I'm like, but ain't we a music magazine? Like, what are we doing? So hmm. I wanted to put more of the emphasis back on the music. So not only with these platforms using lyrics, I see now a lot more interviewers doing emphasis on the music and moving away from the TMZ model. And I think that's a genius influence as well. Like, hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm being real. No, nah, you know what? That might be... I think that yeah, got a that lot might to do with like rappers sitting subconsciously. In the seat too. Mm-hmm. That too, it might be a little subconsciously where I'm at with it too, because you know I hate the gossip shit. Mm-hmm. Like that I, I tell him all the time. I don't, mm-hmm. This is not shade room. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about shade room shit. And, and when I have artists over here, I'm asking them music questions. Like yeah. we had Seagull over here the other day, and I was just asking him questions yeah. about once again it's on. Yo, what, 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 I'm asking questions about Reservoir Dogs. I'm asking right. questions about Feel It In The Air. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing when you ask artists those questions, they're not just going to break down the song and the lyrics. They're going to go into the time of their life where you're going to yeah. get all that extra shit anyway, but it comes in the context of a music question because yeah. that's the base. You feel me? So what you said is... is like, like I want to hear Siegel now mm-hmm. talk about because I've interviewed Styles and then I've interviewed Jada separately about Reservoir Dogs we did too. Because what Styles is doing on it, I don't give a fuck who you are. So Yo, fuck who you are. I don't why care about is your that previous watch your coming over Because that shit is hard. Like, that shit that's is crazy. Seagull said that's his favorite verse on right. Reservoir. That's, but, that's, but, Styles said that's but, his favorite but, verse. But Styles mm-hmm. is shooting mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I want to know Seagull's perspective. That means when they was on that record, they was going at each other. We got the perspective. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's we amazing. got it. I asked the right question. I yeah, got, I got I the nod from the, from the I, I interview guard. I love that. I got the nod from the interview. But, but, but we need that. Like, or, <laughs> I remember interviewing the Locks. One of my favorite records is um, Biggie and the Locks. We'll see. Well, mm. so genius, we, genius. We did a, a breakdown on it. This is even before we started verified. Before like line by line breakdown, we just. It, or maybe we have verified, but it, I don't know. I just interviewed them about we'll see. And what I didn't know, and what I had never heard before, was um, them saying that Big was shooting at them on their first collaboration. Again, it goes back to that thing, right? Like as an MC, you know what it is. So style, I was like, Big was shooting at you. I've listened to that record a thousand times. What do you mean? 
Styles like you you didn't hear the record? Niggas talking it but they ain't living it. Like he was like he's talking about us. Like because they was talking all that fly shit in they verses and he knew that we just got on. We ain't really have paper like that. And he and but that competitive like I'm like mm -hmm. how can I sit with the locks and I want these are the stories I want, right? Sitting with Jada and 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 asking him, yo. I know there's a version of victory where it's just you and Big because you wrote Puff's verse, mm. so you laid down the reference. Where's that at? Like, I need all that to be asking him some dumb shit. Facts about who, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Facts. So that that's that's always been my aim, man. Like, I, I I've never been a fan of the gossip. Like, I, I I feel and and look, the audience loves it. Like like you know, it also kind of comes down. You don't want to be the hater. Can't knock can't knock the hustle, but. I feel like my role in this is is different. My role in this is our music is too important. You spend, you you might spend. It's a little different now because the output has to be quicker, right? But an artist might spend eight months making an album mm -hmm. to do an hour long interview and get asked for it for five minutes, and then everything else is like that. That shit feels like a crime. It is a crime. Like like I like like with like I was thinking about Bob Marley, right? Right. Where's the Bob Marley music interview where he's really breaking down? Like we. There wasn't the media wasn't as big as then. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of shit out there like that. Like so, all right. So who's our new Bob Marley's? Who's our new? Hmm. Like you gonna miss that chance hmm. to ask them about this music that's gonna live forever in favor of some bullshit. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Come on. Hmm. Who was the first person that took you from just the writing aspect of journalism to the video? Sway. Sway was, yeah, that was Sway. I knew that. Just that was Sway and, Sway and Ramon Dukes. Shout out to Ramon Dukes. Um, but... You know, I went to MTV to be a writer, and, and, and look, I'm a hustler, man, so it's like, always in my career, my shit was like always over-delivered. Where's the bar? Show me the bar. All right, we going over that. Mm. Um, when I got to MTV, they hired me, and they said, listen, we need you to write four stories a day, 250 words at least each, four stories a day. That's the quota we need from you. Damn. I was writing seven. <laughs> I was at four by lunchtime. <laughs> like it just like like Ash Ramon, like Ash Rebecca Thomas, like my shit was just different. I was like, oh, this is easy, and they didn't even all have to be interviews. They like they were like, yo, you could repurpose some shit that you know if somebody says something in Double XL and just turn it into a news article or whatever. But we just need four good stories from you a day, so I was doing seven. Um, I didn't know Sway. I had met Sway briefly once before that, and then but in being MTV, my first couple of weeks, Sway comes through the through the hall. We talking about rap. He taking my lunch. It was it was like really like motherfucking Sway will come and take a sandwich off your desk and you couldn't do <laughs> shit do about, it. Yo, about yo, it. Yo yo yo, can I have a piece? Yo da da da. Like because that Sway, what I'm gonna do? I'm, I'm here like a week. Um, we debate about rap. Um, he diss you. He he'll throw some shit at you. And but at the time when he started throwing shit at me, I started throwing shit back. I was mm -hmm. like, nah, fuck that. Mm -hmm. If you gonna snap, we could snap. Yeah. So. <laughs> Something happened, and Sway was like, yo, I like you. I like you. And he, he was just like, yo, 
he had told me within two or three weeks of getting there, he was like, you're going to get the opportunity to be on camera. Mm. I don't know how. I can't tell you how. I can't tell you when. But you're going to get the opportunity. Be ready. And and the only thing I'm going to tell you is when those lights come on and that camera comes on, the same person you are now, make sure you're the same person when, when the camera's on and you're going to go far. And I said, bet. And, 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 and he stayed true to it. He gave me some opportunities. He definitely threw me to the wolves a couple of times. Like, like... Like he put me in a fight. <laughs> one time, <laughs> my one, my first interview I did on camera was with Lil B. Shout out to the base. Shout, shout out to Lil B. And it was dope. Um, a lot of people congratulating me. Everybody on TV, oh my God, this shit is so amazing. Sway let me have that. Everybody was shouting, yo, you killed it, you killed it. So it was like, yo, you feel good? It was like two days later. You feel good about your interview? I was like, yeah, man. He was like, good. You should feel good about it. Now you ready to hear everything you did wrong? Like and that was the realest shit. I said and I was like, yeah, yo, your posture was fucked up. Yo, you was talking to him like you was on the stoop. You gotta command it. Your voice gotta be this. You got you gotta sit up straight. You gotta da 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 da. And he broke down everything that I did wrong. And that was the most amazing shit because he didn't yes me to death. Um, I feel like the second on camera interview I did. It was early. Was with our future. It was with all ten of them. Mm, I think I remember that. It was with Rat Fix. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sway, for whatever reason, had something else to do. He didn't want to do it. I, 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 I can't speak for him. But he called me maybe a half hour before. Yo, you're going to host Rap Fix today. And it's all of our future. And you remember, they were wild. Wow. Earl had was, just came yeah. home. And so I said, all right, bet. So I'm ready. And what I had asked the producer was like, well... Let's bring them on one by one. Let me let's bring on one. Let me speak to them a little bit. Bring on another one. Let's because I, I knew I was like I gotta establish a rapport. Mm. The producer was like, Nah, ain't no time for that. We just mm. we gotta start right now. We don't have. They started me with all ten of them on set. They <sighs> killed me, bro. Kill, I already know. They fucking killed me. like <laughs> and, and me and Tyler was cool. Like you know, it, it, it was that's kind left of a brain Haji. That's yeah. a good bunch right there. So Damn. then. Then we had we used to have this this segment called Get in the Game, where we used to take a young rapper and show them to whoever the guest was. They'd watch the video and then they give the rapper some critiques. So me knowing it was our future, said, "Yo, let me show them somebody so dope that they can't front on." Who did I show them? Who? Joey Badass. <laughs> he was still in Morrow. He was still in high school. Joey skyped in. I feel like from his gym class. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how early it was. Crazy. Yo, they started roasting Joey. Like, they didn't take... And it wasn't because Joey's shit wasn't dope. Um, The, the video we... Uh, survival Tactics, as we showed mm-hmm, him, him mm-hmm. and Steve's. I'm like, you can't front on this shit at all. Um, That record actually samples to... I told you, my, my grandmother's brother, my, Willy my great uncle, Willie Bubble. Yeah, that's one of his wow. samples. Yeah, Survival yeah. tactics. Yeah. Wow. So like, that's how ingrained the shit is. But they started dissing Joey, and Joey is is, is left brain is dissing Joey. You know, Tyler was like, ah, this shit was alright. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't no Grizzly Bear. I like to listen to Grizzly Bear. This shit was alright. Left brain, and then Joey throwing it back. Fuck you, man. Give me some beats or shut the fuck up. Da, da, da. They going back. <laughs> this shit was off the rails, B. It was like, and, 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 it was embarrassing, but it was a moment. And, and again, that was Sway. Sway threw me that alley-oop. He's like, look, yeah, I'm going to give you the opportunity and then you figure out what to do with it. So that, that was a big learning lesson, too. 
That's that crazy. Day, yeah. And that's a moment because look at all look at where all those guys look are. Look at Joey now. I, I know I know. Shout out to Joey. I I feel like Joey was mad at me. Why? At because I think I think he felt at the time, me and Joey are uh, excellent. I th- I think he felt like maybe I tried to set him up. Mm. Or he he felt like maybe it was a setup was at the time, like we tried to ambush him, and it really did the opposite. Was just like, okay, this is our future. I got to show them something so dope that they can't. Like, how could you possibly front on this shit? And it, it backfired. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a moment, yo. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, yo. What's your favorite posse cut of all time? Ooh. Oh, damn. Damn, I ain't. ain't. (laughs) We've been asking everybody this question. Wow, that's a good question, Mm -hmm. B. Um, I'm going to have to go um, Scenario 92. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. That's different. That beat was fucking stupid. That was stupid. But just like that, again, I remember just my mother coming home with the maxi single cassette scenario and on the flip side was 92. That's up there. I'll probably probably go with that, but that's a tough one. And you you might ask me on another day, I might change my mind. Yeah, but that that was dope right there. Mm -hmm. I never heard that. Now, we started, you know, you started as an MC, went freelancing, got into the journalism thing ended up conquering that and then you go back to MCing mm-hmm. and you let, you let so what was your thought process getting back into that because you know you was going to get a lot of scrutiny from from everybody you know what I mean especially the people that might have not been in your favor right <laughs> so you know it was gonna be a, a tough crowd whether yeah. it was amazing yeah. or it wasn't you knew yeah. it was gonna be some people that was just gonna hate just because they yeah. could who still do <laughs> so so getting back into being an MC and putting out projects by your name you know what right. I mean how how did that come about um I, I had always been MC and I had always um Running around the city, so people who were kind of outside saw me, seen me. Whether it was like battles, you know, outside, um, in front of Fat Beats, um, open mics in New York and Poet Cafe. We used to do that, running around, like I said, um, with my man Shake, that mm-hmm. the Jay Hatch, and mm-hmm. all these different showcases. Smoke, smoking numbers was always mm-hmm. on the bill, and, mm-hmm. and we'd have to go after them. Mm-hmm. Hard <laughs> act to follow. <laughs> Hard act to follow. Um, and but even when I'm freelancing, I'm on the blogs because I, I I didn't once I started getting um in as a free I didn't think it was nothing wrong with rapping and doing the journalism. <coughs> and then what I had found out was it was frowned upon. Like they saw it as a conflict of interest. A lot of people told me, Nah, I don't do that. Nah, you can't do that. You know, so so people knew. And it was weird to me because most journalists either rapped or DJed or produced that mm. sometimes. So I'm like, Why are y'all mad at me? This was all of our dream. I'm just. Look, there was a time that um, being at XXL, I was on the blogs as BK Sife on that, right? Mm-hmm, on on mm-hmm. Too Dope. And it wasn't it wasn't like I, I used that. Like, Mecca and Shake just started posting me as BK Sife, not knowing that I worked at XXL. It wasn't oh, wow. like a, 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 you know, a quid pro quo, quo mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you call mm-hmm. that. 
Daytuan had noticed and was like, yo, this you? And he pulled up a picture of me on there, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, you kind of nice. He was like, yo, that's why your interviews be so good. He was like, yo, I think you relate to artists in a different way because you at least, you know what it's like to create. So Daytuan was supportive. I didn't feel like everybody at XXL was supportive. Um, there was a time when I, when I was told, like, on the low, I had to make a decision. Like, I was given an ultimatum, like... Out of it, you can't rap no more because they saw it as a conflict of interest. They was gonna fire me behind the shit, and I was like, "Well, the rap ain't making no money. I got two kids now, and Double XL again. Remember, I told you I went to um, Harris for thirty five thousand, still making thirty five thousand dollars. I think they bumped me up to forty five thousand at one point, but I was making more money. I bought a house with me and my wife while we while I was working in the mailroom during my time at Double XL. I, I was struggling to keep up with the mortgage payments. I had to refinance. Like I, I really took a step back. Hmm. But at the same time, that was still bringing in more money than rap. Right. So when I got that ultimate, I was like, man, I just got to let it go. Shake, you know, Shake, one of my best friends. Shake made a diss song about me. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Man. <laughs> He's going to laugh when he is. Still my <laughs> man. It wasn't dissing. But you know, again, yo, I'm talking to you. Like, like on some, he just started talking about, damn, like, my man, and he gave up this shit. This is the shit we really supposed to be doing, but he gave it up to do this shit. Da 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 da. da. Like he gave me like a spec. Like yo, bro, like like you gonna stop rapping? Are you crazy? Hmm. Like a shake gave me that talk. It was, look, we was part. I knew he was pointing out the record but when he played. It. I'm like, yo, you really shot at me on the record. Let's go. <laughs> um, but I put it down because I was like, well, if I have to choose, and I thought it was frowned upon. It was like whatever. And then when I got to the point in 2017, what happened was. In 2016, then, I'm on The Breakfast Club promoting genius shit. And Charlemagne was like, yo, I love your story because you show these kids that not everybody has to be a rapper. You could be in hip-hop and do different things. And then Charlemagne goes, Rob, thank God you never used to rap. Like, thank God. You never used to rap, did you? And I was going to say no, but then I thought about Shake. I thought about my man Lou. I thought about people that I grew up with. I'm on the biggest platform, platform. in hip-hop. Right. And the people who know me for real, like, I'm going to get up there and lie. And act like I never used to do it when I did. And it was like a big part of my life. So I was like, nah, actually, I, I used to rap. Oh, man, fuck out of here. Spit something. Like, Envy was like, Envy was like, yo, you remember your first rhyme? I was like, I don't remember the first mm -hmm, one. Mm -hmm. and, but I was like, I just wrote one last week because I never stopped writing. So um, it was spit that. So I spit that acapella. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I was with Hovain. Shout out the whole. Shout out the whole van, and whole van was like, like it started picking up, and people started. Killer Mike texted me, he was like, "Yo, that shit was dope. I see you can't like, it was certain shit." Um, and me and Mike, me and Mike are cool, but we don't have like that relationship mm -hmm. like that. So when Mike texted me, I'm like, "Oh shit!" And whole van was like, "Yo, I, you want to put out a record? I think we got a deal." And um, you know, he put me over with Empire. And I did my first record with Empire. And, and I was at Genius at the time. Yeah, shout out to Gazi. Shout out to Nima, man. Um, I was at Genius at the time. And what it was, was I wasn't scared. No, I was scared to lose my job at XXL. By the time I got to Genius, I'm like, yo, I'm Ron Mark, man. Like, my shit is solidified. Like, I don't give a fuck when anybody has to say. With all due respect to Genius. And, and I sat down with the owners and said, yo, this is the move that I'm making. I didn't ask permission. I didn't, hey, this is what I'm doing. I just want y'all to know. And they was like, oh, shit, yo, we love this. Like, hell yeah. And, and they were super supportive. And, um, and yeah, I just got so good in my journalism career. I'm like, who going to kick me out now? Who going to fire me now? Mm. 
Like, and, and it. so it was that confidence. And um, and I put the first record out, and um, you know, the rest was history after that, man. <laughs> and um, you know, a lot of hate. But it was a lot of love too. It was a lot of love. It was too. a lot. I, it it a whole be, lot of love. Cause I, I, as soon as you put the first joint out, I know I text you like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And, and the funny shit. <laughs> shout out to Rook from the Justice League. My first single ever. I don't want to wait. First of all, I'm coming up on the five year anniversary of me dropping my first project on oh, July shit. 28th. Oh, shit. So I'm, I'm planning to do Write the Dream Part Two mm. on the five year anniversary. But Rook, what happened was, um. Sky Zoo had a record that he did with Apollo Brown. And he wanted me, there was a guy that I was cool with that he wanted to feature on. And, um, at, at, you know, at the time, I'd say it was Yo Drew mm-hmm. wanted to feature. And um, so it was like, you know, I was working with Drew a little bit. So he was like, you know, I tried to reach out to get Drew on the, on the thing, but it just didn't work out. But I had the instrumental. Mm-hmm. So I was writing to the instrumental. And that's the rhyme that I spent on the Breakfast Club, and it was part of me who wanted. I wanted to ask God, like, "Yo, let me jump on that." Like, I got a verse. <laughs> it's crazy. The verse is hard, but I was like, "Ah, I can't do that." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was gonna look at me crazy. But I had this verse, and then, um, you know, Sky went out and put the record with the um, on his Apollo Brown album, amazing record. It was a Jordan and a gold chain, hmm. and then. Um, but I had a rook from the Justice League. Yo, just send me a beat. I got this verse. I want to put it to this beat. Can you send me a beat? Send me some, and Brooke sent me some beats, and then that ended up being my first single, and I just built upon what I already had, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so, you know, shout out to the Justice League. That was cool, too. Like, they believe they ain't have to. They can be like, fuck out of here. What you mean a beat? Motherfucker, these shits go for 300000 or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> like, have you heard Maybach music 1 to 100? You know what the fuck we do? Right, fuck out of here. Right, right. But, nah, but sh- 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 shout out to Rook, man. They show love, and, and, and that was my first single. That's tight. That's yeah. tight. So, God, bro. Rob, Rob is there. No. You, you know the first time I seen him? When? I think you took me to, um, you took me to Genius. Wale was doing an album release. And, oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, the Wale, yeah, the Wale joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It wasn't, no. wasn't for Sean now. No, we, no, it was earlier than that. It, it was, it was a, yeah, because we did a Sean one, but yeah. he... No, Shine. We, we did the Shine album release. I think it was Shine album release. It was a Shine album release. It was good, yeah, good yeah, project. Yeah. Good project. Yeah. I remember going over there with Harry Fraud too. With Fraudy, for genius. Yep, because Fraud, Fraudy yeah. lived. Um, Not he he was from, from like yeah, right around there. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shout out to Harry Fraud. Um, shit, I remember when y'all y'all came to MTV too. Fast, me and Fraudy came to MTV too. You you were um. We had the show at MTV Rat Fix Live. Rat Fix Live. You yep. was on the last episode. Yes, I was. Yes, I you, was. Legendary. Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, mm-hmm. like, legendary like, shit. I remember coming we, out the Viacom building and TMZ was following me yeah. and Dame. It was a good time. We, we didn't know at the time it was the last episode. MTV pulled the okie doke pulled the rubber. <laughs> I was like, if we didn't know it was the last episode, we would have like... Really, really, really done. I gotta look that up. That's a yeah. great grand finale, though. Yeah, Fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We got some history, man. Smoke. Yeah, now we got a lot of history, man, and it's still going. And yeah, damn, yeah. I see why you left and went to you know the next <laughs> because my boys took that fat L just now. God damn it, the next. It's okay. No Julius tonight. We play hard. We would have right. took the L even if Julius. Nah, 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 nah. We, we act like Julius makes a big difference. Spit more Julius. Makes a big difference. Dribble big off difference. your foot, Julius. All right, so let's... <laughs> <laughs> Knicks and Nets, right? Because, you know, I know you to be a Knicks fan. Yeah, My yeah, whole yeah. time knowing you. 
my whole and, life. And it's been a lot of stress, us being Knicks fans. And then, you know, the Nets moved to Boston. Initially, he was a little on the fence about it. It was Brooklyn. Like, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I feel like that was hard on sneaky hate. I feel what like that was said? on. He said the Nets moved to Boston. I feel like I know. Was, I said Brooklyn. No, you said, no, you Boston. said Boston. I said Boston. Yeah, I said Brooklyn. I said the Nets moved to Brooklyn. I said Boston. We don't rewind it. I feel like high. that was a Harlem nah, shot. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you know why we I'm, feel that way? Because everybody from Brooklyn stopped fucking with the Knicks after uh, the Brooklyn made their joint. I mean, to Boston. Nah, but it makes sense. Part and part itself. The Nets, the Nets moved to Brooklyn. I don't know why I have Boston in my mind. Right. So the Nets moved to Brooklyn. You know, at first it's a lot of people that's like, ah, guys like Hovain is like, let's go. Hovain oh, yeah, was right on. They had Hovain's picture in the Brooklyn. Yeah, they had. He got yeah. the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn tattoo. tattoo yeah. like, uh, I'm like, fuck out of here, ho. Right. So everybody is like, you know, they converting, and then the 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 big gather with the Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant, <laughs> and then it's like, all right, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I'm it. actually from Brooklyn, so I, I could be it. a Brooklyn fan. This is you, because I'm from Harlem. Right. Make no mistake about from Harlem. Mm-hmm. Right. So when was the switch click for you it, to just It was the two thousand nineteen season, um, the bubble season when the Knicks, you know, everybody's trying to make it. But just watching I just wasn't a Julius fan. Julius it was frustrating for me to watch Julius and Morris run the offense. Mm. Like a lot of their plays was behind the three-point line at the top of the key, dribble drives. Like, there's something on YouTube. And I'm glad that I'm happy for Julius Randle that he got the most improved player. You know what I'm saying? Because what he did the next season was phenomenal. But, the, you know, there's like the YouTube blooper reel of just Julius doing the spin move and every time coming <laughs> off his foot and going out of bounds. It's like 20 minutes long. Um, he don't do that spin move no more. <laughs> thank God. Yeah, he don't do um, bloopers. But it, it was that and and and... I felt, you know what it felt like to me? What? Boys in the hood. Mm. It was Trey. I just, yo, just let me out the car. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I wanted to see where he was going with that. Just let me out the car. Yeah, I really wanted to see where he was going with that. Yo, doe. Let me out, man. Just let me out. I respect you on your Doughboy shit. I respect it. Like, I, I still, I love basketball. I, I still watch every Nick game that I that I can. It, it just became hard to root for the team. I think it's the culture around the Knicks. It was other things that were happening. I didn't like what Dolan was doing. Like, them kicking Oakley out. That's the bad taste in my, my mouth. Um, Patrick Ewing, when he came back with Georgetown, getting stopped by security. Like, how you don't let Ewing pass? His pictures all up on there, um, and you know you don't know who Ewan is. Like get the fuck out of here. Um, when Dolan kicked the fans out, and then as a Knicks fan, I'm like, yo, every time, and you know this, right? Like I love to go to the garden. It's nothing like the garden. Prices go up every year. We could go 0 and 8. Knicks could go 0 and 82, and the prices are gonna go up 20. <laughs> percent You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was just like, man, Knicks fans deserve more. Now, look. As a Nets fan, it's like, I mean, this whole shit with Kyrie and, and just the um, Harden drama and now Ben Simmons, like, what the fuck is going on? Brooklyn ain't, without his drama, and ain't in a much better place either, but I just needed a fresh start, bro. Hmm. I feel, you know, to, <laughs> I, I got mad love for James Dolan. You do? I got mad love for him. I'm going to tell you why. Because 
I think it's a misconception. And, sh- and shout out to James Dolan this and the Garden, right? Listen, listen shout out, shout out to James Dolan and, and the good people he at the Garden, right? Because apparently, I don't know. Maybe I led a, a, a negative narrative to to my friends over there because I got this song. It's a title to a song. I won't even say the title to bring more attention to it because. I would like to be on Celebrity Row. I like to go to the Garden, right? And and it, it's wait, but you had ninety six Knicks. You know, I had a lot of great yeah, films, yeah. But apparently, you know, when I was being brought up to the people at the Garden, they kind of didn't look at that, and they looked at this one mixtape uh, yeah, title, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. it felt like I was taking Oakside yeah. over yeah. Dolan, and yeah. I was just being a rapper, and I bleed and you're the Knicks, and it's and like. Blue. I'm orange. I'm still here, y'all. Don't do me like that. First, first, first time. You know what I mean? They first, invited me and kind of rescinded my invitation first, first a little time, bit. I first like. time you said no was like you never said yes. Yeah. Where's my camera? Which one? Man, if y'all don't make it right with Smoke Dizza, I'm telling you this right now. It's gonna be another twenty years of losing. I'm telling you right oh. here. If you look at Smoke, this is the key to your success. This is a true Knicks fan, and this is why I can't fuck with y'all. Y'all don't treat the fans right. Come on. Yo, the next day after they, they pushed Dolan, Dolan kicked those fans out, and one of the MSG representatives texted me and was like, yo, you know, I, yo, come to the garden, yo, season ticket packages, we could customize a package. You know, he's trying to sell me a package. I'm like, nah, I seen what he did to those fans last night. I'm good, man. Like, I ain't, mm. you know, it was like the next day. I'm good. Mm. But, you know, today, I think they got better. They got World Wide West over there, you know. We 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 got we got a different slew of, of guys over there, you know. So, I'm I'm gonna well, say. How that Sunshine Anderson song go? Heard Which it one? all before. Heard it all I before. Know, know, <laughs> heard it all. But I'm just saying. I'm saying. You know what I mean? I'm 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 still I'm still. They they got they guys. New York deserves it more. That like come on man like the most loyal fan base in sports like yeah they win a playoff game. They win a double overtime opener was, against Boston, and there is a parade on 7th Avenue. There's a championship a parade. It was a celebration. It's been a long time since we had that feeling. Shout out to my man, Kazim, man. Yeah, shout out to Kazim, you know what I mean? Uh, he's <laughs> over there at the Garden, actually. Yeah. He's doing uh, amazing commentary yeah, yeah, yeah. work. And um, I see you at Wale Mania, you know what I mean? If I could fucking get there, because apparently I have a complex show that day, and I'm trying to change my shit. I'm double booked. It's, it's all bad. Sound like a good life. Yeah, so, <laughs> you right so now. Fuck here, nah, so. I'm really disappointed because I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm trying to tell like, Smoke <laughs> Dizzle couldn't be here with us tonight. <laughs> In this place, we got Raw Marvin, the, the musical style. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let, just that let is, me know. That is crazy. Man, yo, I don't know, man. I might, I might need a replacement that day, man. I can't miss Wale Mania, man. I don't know. What's up, show you got? You got anything for oh, me? Also, real quick. What might could bring me back to the Knicks or would have made hmm. me stay? Let me hear this. I performed in Barclays Center. And they, they were so nice and welcoming. I got to spit these exquisite... Very illustrious raps in Barclays Center. I never got to perform at MSG. I had, I had to go where the love is, baby. That's amazing. That's you know, it. I, I love Damn, what I love Barclay? what the that's I love crazy. what the nuts do for homegrown talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. People that's actually from Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Actually, yeah. 
You know the Nets yeah, actually showcased them. Shout out, shout, shout yeah. out to Logic. I came out. Logic, Logic sold out Barclays and, I, and I oh, came out. Yeah, yeah. Came, oh yeah, oh yeah. And my yeah. sons got to see that. I made sure my sons had seats that's so they could see that. Shit. Man, that's um, just so they know they could follow their dream. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And this shit could really happen. And you know. Barclays. Like, was, maybe, was that your first tour, like official tour? Nah, that that was just a one off. That I was know, just his New York date. Didn't you do? A, I did. I, I I didn't end up doing the dates because um, but I got I got added to um, Royce and Premier's Prime tour. Shout out to Royce. Shout out to Prime. Shout out to Ian. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to Royce. Shout out to my man Kino. Uh, yeah, I was just talking yeah. to Kino. I was just yeah. about to shout Kino out. It's crazy. Shout out to Kino, but um. I, I I was doing some of the dates like the East Coast leg and then um but the, that tour had got canceled because unfortunately um um Primo's dad had passed it was around the time mm. Primo's dad had passed so they had to reschedule it but the fact that they even thought of me and were willing to take a chance on me was amazing I something I never forget. That's tight. That's yeah. tight. That's tight. What's up? You gotta shoot the five for me. You said we don't do shoot the five no more. I, I said that. Yes, you did. I could bring up the episode where you said stop <laughs> doing shoot the five. We not doing that no more. Damn, I said I said that physics. I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we not I, doing that. All right, cool. If I said we it, not get into POW though, right? Nah, nah, not for nah, Rob. Fuck with that shit. Yo, whatever y'all want to do. Nah, 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 Yo, Listen, come on, Rob. When you when you, Rob, come on. He. All right, go ahead. You got a POW for me? Cause you watched the show. You know what POW? Nah, is nah, over nah. There. I didn't see the POW. You gotta, you gotta give me a primer. Oh man. Let's bro. go. This is. I don't know if this is good for your career. <laughs> All right, I play a little stupid music. All right, I, I done, I done, I done stepped in some shit. Yeah, man. Go ahead. All right, listen, oh. man. We do a segment called Porn Star of the Week, right? Okay. Right. So, do you have a Porn Star of the Week for us? Current? It don't matter. Legendary. Legendary. Current. Your favorite of all times. It don't even matter. Oh, we about no. to get a Rob Marksman POW. Yeah, what nigga. Are, we are, what fuck are, is you talking I thought, about? I thought this was pressure. I'm, uh, no. <laughs> the, the, the hardest part is choosing which one. Oh, wow. I'm trying to think. Come on, niggas is out here. POW, POW, yeah. anything. I got some classics. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to say I got some classics. Well, I got some too. I bet my, my, I don't know. Um, it's the first one coming to your mind, man. I've been on a Scarlet Scandal Scar- wave lately, little Slim joint, but she's nah, really Slim, dope. yo, she's I, dope. Yeah, Slim, Slim chicks, that's all pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas be sleeping on that, and she ain't got the buns. That's all pussy. My yeah, I like no it. disrespect. We can bleep that out, and Rob don't want that in there. But listen, that's I didn't all say pu- it. <laughs> 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 Journalism 101. Legendary say, spin. That's so vagina. Scarlet Scandal. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's weird. You probably Scarlet never heard that one. This is it said, it said Scenario 92 or Scarlet Scandal. Motherfucker came up here different. <laughs> Scenario 92 was a curveball. I, I, I didn't expect to hear that one. I didn't one. expect that either. I, I know, I, maybe Scenario 2000, I'd have been like, okay, yeah, I remember Scenario 2000. Mm. But Scenario 92, that fucked me up. But Scarlet Scandal, see, I don't really know anything about these people. I only learn them when. <laughs> When he says the name and uh, I look at the pod and they have like the picture flashing and yeah, who she yeah. is and then it's like, okay, okay, cool. Scarlet skin, great. If we can do shoot the five, I got two if you got two. I got three if you got two. Yeah, because I was about to say, that's bad math. Yeah, that's bad math. I got three if you got two. All right, go ahead. Whatever y'all want to do. All right, you go first. All right, so, so you know, 
Uh, we we gonna bring we this need back this real fast you. and we out it. Don't so, worry. About so so shoot it. shoot the, shoot the five is basically you know we say a name and you say the first thing that come to mind when we say that name. Okay. That's what shoot the five is. Go ahead, shoot your three. Sway. Brother. Mm. He's also he's also a legend, but that that's my brother, man. Vanessa from Double XL. Tenacious. Mm. Tenacious. Very. I got my last one, but you go with your two. Day Tuan. <laughs> Brooklyn. All day. <laughs> All day. All day. That's my brother. This is good. I like this. Go with your one and I'll come back with mine. Nah, I'm going to You know what my last one is. Cheat sheet. Oh, it's a cheat sheet. You're a bum. Um, Nas. That's my Nas? Um, Lyricist. Rob Marksman. Oh, it's Markman, not Marksman. Nah, it, it, Yo, everybody says Marksman. Everybody says it. No, we started Yo, Marksman. Marksman. I know it's Markman. That shit just annoyed That shit just burnt my soul. I'm like, oh, what? He getting mad no, for no, people do no, that. We do this no, for everybody. No, that's like a nigga that hates smoke Dizah. That would piss me the fuck off. Nah, Nori started Marksman. And, um... And I think Nori really thought that was my name. Because, you know, you know, Nori would do everything. He's like, you know, because I'm dyslexic. Shout out to my brother. But Nori started Marsman. And actually, that's one of my drops. Like, on one of my records, I got a couple. I got my Right to Dream. That's like my made by music. When it's a harder record, it's, man, you fucking with a Marksman. So it's so, like, yeah, it yeah I've, I've adopted Leave that. Leave me alone. I've adopted that. It works. But Rob Marksman, right? Shoot the fire. Go. <laughs> I respect this shit. <laughs> I respect this shit. Hey, look, man. I knew, I knew. Yo, I, when, we, when we seen, when I seen him at Wale joint, yeah, I was looking. That's funny, and we ain't even getting into this. I was looking at that man. I was looking right. at you. I see how you work the room. I'm like, damn. Anybody know this nigga? But I didn't even know you worked it. Yeah, yeah, nah, so yeah. Rob, but you, Rob Marksman. Thank you. Yo, <laughs> Marksman, nigga. Listen, I get everybody name wrong. I'm going to have a lot of stuff. It's all over. This nigga's a meatball, so. I've adopted it, man. I call Arabelle. I call Arabelle Annabelle. And oh, her she name tweeted was Arabelle? Us. Her name was Arabelle. And I said Annabelle. Well, she she, and she, and she said, thanks for the shout out, but that's not my name. Mm. Never answered me again. Sick. Well... She answered you the first time, so that's good. Nah, that wasn't good enough. I mean, shout shout out to the Astor Club. I was there earlier. They got me all this moonbow shit. I was smoking some cash street shit. I had my left eye twitching. It's a two thousand dollar uh, zip for oh, what they. That, that's why you ain't passed that over shit. to me. Nah, that shit been gone. I smoked that shit before I even got here, blood. You ain't have to worry about that. <laughs> anyway, Smokers Club Festival, you know what I mean? April 30th. Um, and for uh, your your latest high fashion, my personal drop uh, sponsor, uh, com for all your high fashion. I haven't done that in a while. I have to plug that in there. I got a cool fucking guest, so I know y'all watching, so it's like, boom, put that there. Maybe you can have something pop up like Boom. Just you know what I mean. You work on that. He talking to them niggas. That, yeah. <laughs> but 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 any anyhow, you know, usually you not even usually you're walking gem, and uh, and you know, you you're a vessel for insight, inspiration, and and jewels. And a question I ask all our guests before we we end the interview is, 
What is a gem for anybody chasing their dream? Um, I think the biggest gem is is to believe in yourself and eliminate self-doubt. Like, nobody is going to believe you if you don't believe in yourself. Um, it, ha it has to start with self, and then and then you just keep pushing. Like, everybody ain't meant to see it at first. I mean, you know, Jay-Z says he got turned down for every record deal and started Rockefeller. Smoke, you've been through your ups and downs of, of, of just finding kind of where you fit in. Like, it's, every success story is a hurdle. So, you know, believe in yourself and, and, and keep going and don't fold. You know what I mean? Mm. BK shit. Heard you. From the legendary BK Scythe. That word. they gonna start Googling that shit. A lot of people, yo, what was your original rap name? Like, I don't want anybody to find any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, I knew, I knew. But Smoke, smoke knew you was around in those days. Word, like word. I said, we, we, you know, smoking numbers, hard act to follow. Man. man. <laughs> yo, man. We gotta go on after them. <laughs> yo, and those, that's the Flatland days when Poison Pen was in there. Poison right? Pen. You know what I mean? Running shit. Shout out to uh, poison pen. Yeah, shout out my man, poison pen. My brother, thank you for passing by. Nah. This is like I said, this was on our whiteboard <laughs> of a list where it was like I got to get my weight up before I can get certain people, and you were a part of the certain people list. Facts. Need and, your respect, and, kid. And, and it's it's a uh, it's a personal um, check off our list, off our bucket list over here at the personal party to have you here. So. Nah, that that's love, man. For I'm, real, for real. I'm glad to be here, and I'm proud of what you're doing, and you found this space to expand upon what you do, not just as a as a as a MC, you know what I'm saying, but just as a person in this culture, man. Um, you show us what clothes to rock, you know what I'm saying? Really fucking cool. I remember you had your own rugby's when everybody's doing t-shirts. That's a fact. You doing rugby's like you always is just something Facts. something new and different. It's something to expand your brand. So this is just dope for me to watch, man. And and I'm a fan of it. Um, you know, and I I like to see you just shining and winning, real for real. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. It means a lot coming from you. And um, a part of my next uh slew of things on my wall is my show and proof, um, article. <laughs> Dr. Dre cover. That the was Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre with chest cover. cover. Yep. I don't even know if I still have that I still, issue. I still got it. Fucking, I had all the rugby set out and all that shit. Yeah. Shout out to Steve-O, yeah. you know what I mean? Because he was like, nah, you got to do it like how Tisa would do it. You got to come with all the rugby, surround the whole room with right. rugby's and That's what we did, and you gave me that shot. So yeah, nah, it, was, it, was, it was well-deserved. You created that opportunity, man, for yourself, man. man. Thank like, you, I believe brother. that, you know what I mean? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yo, what's that stupid shit you say, man, before we leave? Yo, man? listen, man. It's curls for the girls, ways for the babes, and ass for the hood rats. Show Broadway, ho. We got Rob Markman and this Fact. motherfucker. BK Cypher, you heard? Smoke is <laughs> a personal party. We out of here. Cheer. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. 
I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. 